So the first picture we're going to look at this morning is um, this picture by Cedar Kuda. Um, it's a picture of, well, a shepherd arriving with a lamb around his shoulders. And if you look very closely at the picture, you can see that the people around are rejoicing. They've got a violin and a flute or recorder on the one side, and then <clears throat> there's a gentleman with his arm right up in the, in the sky rejoicing. Even, even the dog in the corner is rejoicing. I love that. And then in that background, you can see the footprints that have come from the dark of the top right corner, the bush perhaps where the lamb had been caught, and the footprints of the shepherd as he has carried the lamb home. And on the other side, you've got even butterflies who seem to be rejoicing, maybe flying off into the colour. I love this picture mainly just for the colour of it. The colours just seem to, to strike me. Of course, this is a picture that relates very much to that parable of Jesus, the lost sheep. The, and it's a story we know really, really, really well, isn't it? And it's one that I've always been sort of a little bit co confused about because why would you leave your other 99 sheep and just go after one? You wouldn't. Any normal, sensible shepherd would not do that. They would say, okay, one's gone, but I <coughs> need to stay with the 99. I need to keep them safe. That's my job now. I've got to stop the wolves coming and getting that one. And if that other one manages to wander back the right way, that'll be all right. We'll, we'll, we'll welcome them back when they come this way. But, you know, actually, on their head be it. Off they, they've decided to go off. When I went on my sabbatical, I went for the first five weeks on a silent retreat in um, North Wales, in St Bino's, which is a Jesuit retreat house. And there were six of us on the 30-day retreat, well, actually 35 days. But apart from the six of us, all through the whole time that I was there, there were other retreats going on. So people would arrive, and then they would depart, and then another group would come in and then they would depart, and so on and so forth. And <clears throat> each person was different, of course. Each person, you could say, was a lamb, someone in the flock of God, who had come seeking the good shepherd. Each of them coming to that holy space, it's a very thin place, to seek the shepherd and to perhaps come with questions about life, their faith, what next, and to lay things down before God that had happened. In the days before we went into what they call the deep silence, which is when you, re you really don't talk to anybody for 30 days, apart from your spiritual director, we had some transition exercises, transition days. So as a group of six, we were together, and then the two spiritual directors, Inga and Judith, got us doing different 
things. And one of the things we had to do was um, to do some drawing with pastels, but using our non-dominant hand. So for me, I was using my left hand. And we had to see what picture came out. And Judith was saying, okay, things like, so draw yourself in this piece of paper. Now draw how you see God relating to you, just using pastels and using... So, of course, it didn't always come out how you wanted it to come out because it's your non-dominant hand. What was extraordinary was that at the end of that prayer exercise, we had six very different, unique pictures of how each of us was encountering the risen living God, the good shepherd. And I don't think it had ever struck me quite so forcefully how all of these people who had come to this one place, who had come seeking an encounter with the good shepherd, with the risen Lord, each of us were being attended to by God in each of our different ways. It was extraordinary. So I am sitting there going on this 30-day retreat, wanting to encounter God for what I need in life. But I was also journeying with five other people who were doing the same. And the remarkable thing was that God was encountering them. God was engaging with them because the good shepherds isn't interested in just 99 people who are a group. He's interested in every single one of you, in absolutely your uniqueness. And the rejoicing that goes on in heaven or with the Good Shepherd, when we seek to have that encounter is beyond anything, any party that you've ever been to, is nothing compared to the rejoicing that goes on in heaven. So take this home with you at the end of the day and put it somewhere where you can see it. Stick it on your fridge or on your cupboard. If you want to take one for somebody you know and who isn't here and you love, Put it somewhere so that you know you are uniquely treasured and precious. And the power and mystery of God is that he knows each of us. And at exactly the same time as I am encountering him or wanting to encounter him, other people are trying to do the same and he is engaging with them. That's the omnipotence and the magnificence and the mystery of God, that each of us is a precious child, a lamb, whom he will come and find if we bleat, if we ask, if we want to be found. But actually, even more than that, and that is the most incredible thing, is that you don't have to bleat. You can get stuck in the bush. You can wander off over the mountain. You can go where you want. He will come and look for you. He will stop at nothing to find you. The second picture. Take the second picture. 
This is just by way of um, explaining a little bit. So the second picture was also, <laughs> you're going to get a lot of this, so I'm sorry, <laughs> was also what I experienced on the retreat. The second picture was a picture that we were asked to look at lots of images and to pick one up. And I love this because of the blue. But when it was on the table and far away, I wasn't really sure what it was. And I thought maybe it was a bowl of grapes. Anyway, as I looked at it more, I realized it wasn't, wasn't a bowl of grapes, obviously. They're not big enough. And as I looked at it, I suddenly realized, this is what I think it is anyway. It was an earthen vessel, like an artist's vessel, like a pestle and mortar, in which artists are from previous days, you get painting tubes now, but in previous days, and some artists still do work, with loose powder, and you mix your pigments together. And I suddenly realized this is a bowl full of lapis lazuli paint. Lapis lazuli is the most expensive colour you can buy as an artist. It is reserved for painting um, Mary's robes and the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. That's why that lapis lazuli blue is a sign of true holiness in art terms. And as I looked at the picture, I realized, and it might not be very clear on yours, there's a tiny little bit of lapis lazuli that has fallen onto the table at the bottom of the bowl. And there's a, it's heaped in the bowl. It's not just a little bit, it's heaped in the bowl. And I suddenly realized that this was what God does for us, which relates back to that reading from St Paul, that we live in God, we live for God, and we die in God. And God's love is carelessly and extravagantly given to us so that the most precious, expensive, overwhelming thing that we don't think we can afford because we're so rubbish on a daily basis is just there to the point that it overflows onto the table, that the bowl is overflowing and gushing. And that is what God wants us to know, that his love for the world is like that, but his love for each of us is like that. And then he wants us to be the same. He wants us to be the vessels that are filled in the knowledge that A, he searches for us, B, he will find us, See, he loves each of us uniquely and preciously. And every single time we encounter him or take the time to do something with God, we are filled anew with his spirit, his generous love. The extravagant, careless generosity of God overflows into the world in Jesus Christ. And out of that, comes the knowledge that we are loved and precious 
And when you have that knowledge, it's not that you don't care about the rest of the world, but all those things that sit so heavily upon you and weigh so heavily, that cling to us, can be shrugged off. Can we, it's okay. It doesn't matter. It's a done thing with God because of his extravagant, careless, generous love that searches and finds each and every single one of us. So take this picture home too and put it next to the shepherd as a reminder of God's extravagant, careless love poured into the world for you and for me. Amen. power of the Spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father.